Alright, and welcome back to the sixth component where the sixth component is you. you. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Laura. And you know, we had such a great time talking about local foods and all the benefits of them. We mm -hmm. thought we'd do another quick rendition of the challenges and another podcast about local foods because yeah. we are not only um gosh, we've made some mistakes. We don't want you to make those same mm -hmm. mistakes, but then also we need to be real. Yeah, absolutely. Like what works, what doesn't, yeah. and what we've tried and doesn't, and all of those good things. So we created another episode for you, <clears throat> short and sweet, to just give you some of the thoughts and situations that we've had of maybe some issues within regards to local foods. Because yeah. again, we want to be the half, glass is half full, but there are moments that, that um, we've, we've just realized and learned from. So let us, our mistakes be learned so that you don't have to make them as well. Absolutely. So number one, sanitation. Um, <clears throat> funny story, not funny Story. Okay. We, in the large school district that I worked at, um, actually got meat sticks. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'd think that they would be fine. They came from a local butcher, mm -hmm. um, and they were smoked meat sticks. And they were smoked, but when we got them, we didn't know, we didn't realize that some of them on the inside were actually <gasps> pink. Oh, no. So... We had those meat sticks. They were in the package for summer meals programming. We got out to the site. Kids took, kids ate them. Yeah. And yeah. we ended up quickly, quickly, quickly at the very first stop pulling all of them. Um, and then, of course, had to communicate with a local um, health department. We actually had the USDA in. Oh, boy. It was a big deal. Yeah. A big deal. Yeah. So, couple thoughts. Number one. Maybe go to a local butcher that is a larger scale, number one. Number two, make sure that they're certified. Number three, that maybe you should call the state to just make sure mm -hmm. are there any things or any rules that they have sure. in your area that you need to abide by or things to be asking or looking out for as you're going down the rabbit hole, if you will, of yeah. local schools. Yeah. I feel like food. another like another sanitation aspect is um, the state in which, if you're buying fresh produce, the state in which it comes in. Because I think a lot of times things come in um, dirty looking. Not that they're dirty, but they literally just came out of the dirt. So uh, they're not going to be as clean as maybe you would get from your primary vendor. That is, that's a really good point. We've had carrots and lettuce um, where it's only been one wash, right? Mm -hmm. So when you purchase from your larger organization or the food vendor, you're getting a double wash in a lot of cases. Right. So you may be really getting care, you know, carrots and potatoes with, you can see dirt. Yeah. We've also gotten lettuce that had grasshoppers in it. <laughs> no, they were jumping. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> jumping in the salad. Like, literally jumping in the salad bar. I mean, I know it's funny, not yeah. funny. But you do need to make sure that not only sanitation, but then, right, like, looking for foreign objects and anything that may, may be in um, from a uh, dirt all the way to an insect that, that that gets removed. So the staff is going to have to be informed mm -hmm. 
of those little extras that they may have to do to make yeah. sure you don't have grasshoppers. And I think, so. you know, it's a big learning curve for the staff too because <laughs> they're not used to getting food and that's hilarious. It was funny. <laughs> not funny. Not funny because the kids probably thought it was disgusting. Yeah. yeah. We caught it before the kids came through the line, <laughs> but it is legit. So staff, number two yeah. challenge. Number two is staff and getting them to agree with the change in the process. Um, there's going to be extra work involved in doing any kind of farm to school anything, whether it be fresh fruits and vegetables or meat or cheese or, you know, dairy, anything. It's, it's going to be a little bit of extra work for them. It sure is. Mm -hmm. And the buy-in that's required, I think, um, we had an amazing, we have in, in our area, both um, Caitlin and I utilize kind of a co-op of sorts of our local purchasing. And so that individual of that co-op, I guess mm -hmm. is what we would call it. Yep. She actually came in to our team, let our team try oh, everything. So our team was able to get that buy-in by trying it, mm -hmm. talking directly to this person that was direct then to the farmers um, and just to talk through when does orders need to be done, when is deliveries need to be, uh, when will they be coming into the kitchens, any challenges, wants, or needs of our staff by particular buildings. So basically to really work with that kitchen lead right. so that it wasn't any hiccups along the way. That's great. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It worked really, really well. And it was also good for us because great photo ops. Um, so that we could then communicate later to our staff, the whole team, in addition to like teachers and parents. Sure. And that was a really great buy-in. But we will be honest, you're going to need to spend some time. Mm -hmm. And it could be a challenge if you don't take the due diligence right. with your personal school. Because change is hard for everybody. And you're asking them to do a little extra work. They need to understand why and what the value is in them doing that work. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So number one, sanitation. Number two, staff. Really, that, that can be a challenge, but you can overcome both of those areas and things. Number three is a little bit more contractual. Do you want to talk about this one? Yeah. Again? So um, our state, and I believe it's a USDA, so all states have a, a buying uh, procurement rules that we have to follow where we have to do three bids and a buy. Um, and I remember when we first started to get farm to school in, I was like, how am I supposed to reach out to three different farms and see what their prices are? I don't know <laughs> what right. I'm doing. Um, so it's worth a call to your state department of instruction. There's different thresholds on how much you have to spend before you have to get these multiple bids, which is helpful. Um, Laura spoke about our co-op that we're part of, and actually we are very fortunate to have that because it's multiple farms in the same group um, and they have all come together to determine a single price on an item. So um, whether I reach out to, you know, three farms on my own or I go through this co-op, the price of the lettuce is going to be the same. Yeah. And so basically within the co-op is doing the due diligence procurement wise mm -hmm. the, of the three bids that a buy for us. Yes. So when we get the list, weekly list that we can order from, we are assured that when we're purchasing, it's already take the procurement rules are already yeah. checked. And on. those are difficult. I will say that that was probably one of our biggest obstacles in, you know, crossing over this threshold of how do we get more local products into our kitchens? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of rules over uh, about purchasing and 
different things that you have to make sure you're checking off the list. So this is where, again, I say, you know, the State Department is supposed to be there to help you. They're not supposed to be there to slap your hand. So you should feel comfortable picking up the phone and calling and just talking through your ideas. You might have some people that, you know, are going to be real rule followers, but I feel like the majority of the staff at the, at the State Department wants to know or wants to see you do local purchasing in your school district, in your program. So they are there to certainly help you with that. And so that you succeed at it. Yes. And I think for us, um, you know, we want to make sure that the foundation of the rules that we must mm -hmm. follow as NSLP, NSBP programs are taken care of, really spend the time to do your due diligence, whether it's at the state level, or maybe it's another food service department that mm -hmm. has already gone through these particular rules, <clears throat> go and get, a, get to them and have a field trip. Yep. Go and talk to the other directors, um, go and see what's happening in their kitchens, and that might be a really great way for you to kind of walk through some of these challenges that they've already experienced so that you can kind of, you know, mitigate the risk for your particular purchasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So number four, uh, does your boss, is your boss and the school board okay with you purchasing local? Yeah, we'd certainly hope so in these times, right? But that's not always the case. Um, I feel fortunate enough that I have a boss who allows me to make the decisions that I feel are best for the department, um, and hopefully you have that opportunity as well. Sometimes that's not the case, True. and you have to really pitch and sell your ideas to them and explain to them why you're spending more money on these products for the kids. And for food. And you know, the same thing goes for the school board. If you are a direct employee and your supervisor happens to be a school board mm -hmm. versus a superintendent or an assistant um, superintendent, whoever your boss is, it doesn't really matter that, that this is something maybe that you may have to pitch or they may pers they may immediately say, absolutely, I've been thinking about this. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know until you ask. Mm -hmm. So have, have the... Um, wherewithal to be able to go forward and ask and be prepared with that ask. Also, we've actually had focus groups with families and parents, Ooh. and they want this. That's what they want. Yeah, That's what they want. So surveys or focus groups or just conversations with other parents mm -hmm. help you to really um, beef up the ask. Because if your customers are asking for this, um, you really want to deliver to those customers. So have a conversation with your customers and it's not a challenge necessarily to have those conversations, but it is going to be extra time on your behalf with already the thousand things that you should be doing. You know, you want to make sure you prioritize mm -hmm. and have all of those areas of a, a solid foundation within your school nutrition department before you go local. So I would also suggest that if it's your first year as a director, or maybe you're a brand new manager that you don't necessarily jump in to this local arena until yeah. you've got the foundation and the fundamentals covered. and the support. Yes. And the support. And the support. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's great. So again, just get the support that you need in whichever way that that means and whatever way that that is. And it might be um, not right away in your brand new job in your brand new school exactly. <laughs> And then number five, last but not least, you have to be realistic about this one. Caitlin, do you want to talk about the last? Yeah. So I think that I always have this grand idea of I'm going to do this and it's going to be great and everything's going to be fine and we're just going to jump right in, which is good 
at some times, but not <laughs> at others. There is a lot of labor involved in buying local food. So we talked a little bit about, um, oh, excuse me, I like totally lost my train of thought. We, <laughs> we talked about the sanitation yeah. and how things don't come in as clean necessarily as you want it to be. So not only does your staff have to chop and cut or cook from raw or package things into the right size containers, but they also have to spend a lot more time cleaning and they don't always have the time available for that. Correct. We, um, funny story, I don't even think I shared this with Caitlin yet. Uh, so we'll hear it all at the same time. <laughs> we were having issues getting in turkey and we got 50 turkeys. Oh, wow. Full, raw turkeys. And we are literally de uh, defrosting, slacking, pulling out the giblets. Okay. Pulling off the fat and then cooking in the in, in the combis. Oh, wow. Um, and so it has been very interesting to our staff. And I, I have to tell you, this has been a challenge for our staff. Um, I have personally learned that some of our staff don't even cook at home. Mm -hmm. So they aren't comfortable with this raw product, number one. Right. Number two, they don't do this at home. So they're not experienced to that particular product and, and how to cook it. Mm -hmm. And then number three, um, it made me step back and have an aha of how far our entire USDA programming has changed from a box of chicken nuggets to throwing it on a sheet pan to putting it into a, con you know, a convection oven mm -hmm. and throwing it to kids. Yep. It made me really open my eyes to how far that this food system, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, I'm just neutrally trying to be as neutral as I can, mm -hmm. that our food system is completely broken. Mm -hmm. And the way in which our staff reacted to these raw birds made me go, wow, yep. this has been a 50 year process and progress. I wanna say backwards, I'm gonna say that, that's my personal humble opinion, take it or leave it but that we have really gone so far away from the actual product scratch farmer, cooking, scratch yep. cooking that our staff was freaked out by a raw bird. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to be realistic with the challenge that our staff is not comfortable with those products mm -hmm. and that yes, Caitlin, it took, we, we actually did an edible portion versus ads purchased. We yeah. calculated the hours <laughs> it took to slack to cook, to then debone, oh and then gosh. to chop and get into to the freezer. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, it is extremely expensive mm -hmm. to go that far, that local. And so, you know, there's a, we've talked about in the previous video all of the benefits, but again, it's about <coughs> small bites. And yep. I just happened to take a really big bite. <laughs> and unfortunately, that really big bite gave me some ahas mm -hmm. of which we probably aren't going to be doing raw turkeys, but we might consider doing raw hamburger. Yeah. We might consider doing um, raw ground turkey. Right. Um, and in the moment that we chose that decision to purchase those turkeys was we couldn't get turkey. Yeah. We could not get turkey. Yeah. So I looked at my colleague in, in the department and I said, well, should we try it? And so we did. <laughs> um, and again, lessons learned. And it's not a mistake. It's really some ahas yeah. of which really didn't cost us much. We only went through 50 birds. 
Um, we're actually in the process. Every week, we're right now cooking five birds. Okay. And deboning with the time and labor and skills that we currently have. Sure. And then we just move those birds <laughs> to the kitchen <laughs> where the staff felt comfortable. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to think about it that way, too, because our staff has not been required to have those skills in the past. No. Like you said, it's, it's opening a box, putting it on a sheet pan, and heating it. Then we also have the staff, like you said, the ones that feel comfortable doing it, that are very excited by that. Extremely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's literally hot and cold. Mm-hmm. And so you just need to know what staff are going to be, those that are willing workers and want to try something new and want a new challenge. Um, rather than doing the same thing day in and day out, they want to have a little bit of variety. And so yeah. if it's a, a raw fresh bird from the local, you know, poultry farm up the road and that does it for them. That's awesome. So challenge, um, for those of you listening today. So the challenge is to be aware of what your challenges are. Literally do a SWAT. If you've ever heard of a SWAT, you remember for those of you that are dietitians in community nutrition, you probably talked about strengths, weaknesses, which are the challenges. Yeah. Opportunities and threats. Yeah. So go through and look at what could those weaknesses be of a local food program and system and see what you can come up with and see what might work for you and what areas maybe you want to shy away from because the weaknesses or the challenges are a little bit too much. Yeah, absolutely. It has been a joy, a privilege, and a pleasure as always to have all of you with us. Thank you for listening to our local food challenges episode. We'll see you soon. See you next time. Cheers, Caitlin. Cheers. Bye.